Welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of the National Federation of the Blind in Baltimore. Here are your hosts, Chris Danielson and Danielle Trevino. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Danielson. Hopefully, I'm a familiar voice to you by now. And if not, and this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. And I'm excited because I have a co-host And here she is. She is Danielle Trevino. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for that lovely intro. This is great. This takes some of the pressure off me anyway. (laughs) Uh, And and you have brought another party into the studio, have you not? So FYI, guys, uh, if you hear any sort of jingle jangles in the background, that would be the harness of my ever squiggly, ever squirmy guide dog named Katie. So she's... uh, Katie, you know, Katie may or may not understand studios. So go go ahead, Danielle. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so. Katie's a four year old golden retriever, uh, and she has a mind of her own. So yeah, if you hear her chiming in, literally chiming in, that's that's the background noise you're hearing. Right. So. We will be happy to have her her contributions and yours. So this is exciting. This is this is going to be fun, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being part of the uh, the team here. All right. And uh, for those who don't know, Danielle was producer goddess and now she's also co-host goddess. So. I feel like I need a sash now. Maybe a crown? Yeah, uh, you know, you you would look great in a sash and a crown. Well, thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, go ahead, go so, ahead. So speaking of looking great, Chris, I've noticed that lately when there are pictures uploaded to Facebook, there have been things that are described now where before that hasn't happened. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. It's kind of a vague description, I think. But I have heard voiceover say things like, this photograph may contain two people outdoors smiling or a dog, or something like that. And yeah, I have heard that. So what, what do we know about this? So this is alt text that Facebook is trying to automatically put in to photo descriptions. So you know you have the manual ability to put in a photo caption. Well, now Facebook's kind of trying to do a little bit of guesswork. I don't know how accurate it is, though, because I think it was somebody's guide dog was in a photo, and Facebook said, picture, or this image may contain makeup. So, <laughs> so what? What was somebody making up their dog? It I mean, it's bad. Been, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough when people put dogs in little sweaters and things. And I guess some people put makeup on their dog. No, seriously. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Apparently, no. Um. So what we know about this is that Facebook is trying, but then the question becomes: Do we let it be that way, or do we encourage Facebook to make it better? Or then do we also encourage people to still put captions into their pictures? Because I know that's my soapbox is always caption your photos, you know. Right, exactly. I mean, I I do think it's more meaningful when people caption their photos themselves. I mean, because then you get the full context. You understand exactly who's in the picture and what they're doing. And it can be done if you practice in a way that that sounds natural, that doesn't sound like you're describing a picture. But it is it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, too. I have been known to comment on photos and say things like I would make a more meaningful comment on this photo if I knew what was in it. And then people sometimes reply with 
a more extensive uh, description of the photo. And maybe I shouldn't be so sarcastic with people, but... But they get your point. Right, right, exactly. It, It does get the point across. And the other thing I would say about this is if I were Facebook, I maybe would have focused on other issues besides this because to me anyway, maybe I'm just not good at using Facebook. That's always a possibility. But (laughs) to me, there are other accessibility issues with Facebook. And while this is kind of cool and it's kind of cool that they can even do it and I understand it's using artificial intelligence and all that good stuff, but there are just other things, particularly on the web interface of Facebook, that I still struggle with. And it's great that Facebook's putting effort into accessibility, but let's put some effort where it's really critical and not just into something that's kind of cool and nice to have. Well, and Twitter is actually doing something similar where they're giving users the space to put in their own alt tags which is kind of neat because then it puts it back on the user to go ahead and put their photo captions in um facebook does give you a place where you can put in your captions if you're uploading multiple photos where it'll actually say caption this photo but a lot of times people just say good times or happy face (laughs) or something pretty vague that you never know if it's the person's face or you know I always have this fear of if I don't know what's in the picture, I just don't comment because one time I saw that somebody said, oh, your baby's beautiful, and somebody was talking about their pet. And so I would hate to make that mistake. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be terrible. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can see where that would be awkward. Yeah, because people, I mean, obviously they use terms like that, a baby for a pet, for example, and you you still don't know what's exactly in the picture. So unless somebody expressly says, this is a picture of our newborn baby girl, you're not really sure. And I guess there's no perfect way to do it. But still, the more information that people provide without being annoying to others if possible, but... You know, if you have blind friends on Facebook, remember that you have blind friends and it would be great. And just try to give a little more context for the photo. And then the new Facebook feature might provide some additional context that's useful. Um, it may or may not, but at least then we've got more information instead of less. Yeah. We have actually coming into the studio in a little bit a member from California, Jim Barber, and he's going to give us his opinions on this whole Facebook, Twitter, photo captioning thing when he joins us. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say about it. He does technology for a living, so it's going to be nice to hear what he has to say. Absolutely. He'll probably bring a perspective to it that you and I, just as ordinary average users, don't really have. So definitely looking forward to that. Well, I think it's time for us to take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Nation's Blind Podcast. So you know, everybody, I have a confession to make. I am a bit of a shopaholic. And one thing that I like to shop for very much that is actually pretty beneficial is products that make my life as a blind person easier. So I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for items such as talking clocks or the clothing labels... You can even get tactile measuring cups, games, slates and styluses, 
the Bradley timepiece, anything like that that you're looking for, we can offer that to you through our independence market here at the Jernigan Institute. So if you are interested in purchasing anything like this for yourself, for a friend, for somebody that you know who might be newly blind, who doesn't know that all of these resources are available, definitely check out the Independence Market. So you can go to the Independence Market on our website. So visit nfb.org. Then go to the Products and Technology link, and you'll be dropped right into the virtual storefront. Or you can come visit us. We are at 200 East Wells Street at Jernigan Place, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230. Or you can give us a call at 410-659-9314, extension 2216. Happy shopping. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nation's Blind Podcast. My name is Danielle Trevino in the studio with our special guest, Mr. Jim Barber. Hello, Jim. Hello. So Jim is one of our federationists from the beautiful state of California. So I hear I've never been there, is it? It is beautiful. Awesome. So Jim is in-house today. And before the break, we were talking about Facebook and Facebook's attempts at trying to include people who are blind in being able to experience the images that are on Facebook. And so we were talking a little bit about the alt text that they just rolled out with. And Chris and I were saying that, you know, it's good that they're trying, but there's still so much more that can be done. So what are your thoughts? You know, I, I really feel like Facebook has a long way to go. I think that if Facebook had talked with us a little bit more or had explored this a little bit more, they would have realized that there are three specific things they could do with images that would help a lot. Probably the biggest thing they could do would just be to scrape the images for text. A lot of the images that get posted are uh, inspirational this or, you know, uh, a sign that someone took a picture of or something with text that could easily be OCR'd and turned into a caption. That would be one thing they could do that would be really nice. Second thing I think they could do is that they could do facial recognition. That's a little controversial, but a lot of times what I want to know about a photograph is who's in it. And then, of course, the third thing that they could do is what they're trying to do, which is some kind of object recognition. So I feel like they are taking a shot, and I'm glad that they're trying something, but I really feel like they have a long way to go, and I feel like they kind of missed the mark on how they could have the biggest bang for the buck as far as blind people are concerned. Uh, Jim, how long, if you could tell our listeners, how long have you been a part of the Federation? I joined the Federation in 1982, so I think that's 35. Four years now? That's a long time. So 34 years. And I hear that you were one of the first students at the Colorado Center for the Blind. I was. I was, in fact, the first graduate of the Colorado Center for the Blind. I um, I was in college, and I'm struggling a bit with getting um, certain classes uh, accessible, made accessible for me and trying to figure out how I, how I would approach various problems I was having in school. And I was approached by a guy named Homer Page who ran the, the disabled students office in Boulder. And um, he and Marcy asked me if I wanted to go to the Colorado Center. It was about to open. I thought that was a great opportunity for me. And so in January of 1988, I went and um, never looked back. It was an incredible opportunity in terms of uh, you know, some skill building, but mostly a lot of confidence building and a lot of philosophy building which I just have found immensely useful in the rest of my life. So speaking of the rest of your life, 
um, and seeing as how we're talking about technology. Now, you do a lot with technology in your day-to-day, correct? I do. I work as um, uh, what's called a systems architect, computer systems architect for a company called Qualcomm. And I, I grew up doing a lot of computer programming and have over time uh, gone into project design and systems design and now do a lot more um, leading and, and meetings and other kinds of things like that, but enjoy a lot of different kinds of technology, both in terms of of making things do what I want and trying to figure out how to make them more accessible and advocating for STEM needs um, for blind people. Excellent. So getting back a little bit to the conversation about, you know, Facebook, and um, we were saying that Twitter also has the... So they've kind of put the onus back on the user to go ahead and make their own alt text. Um, What do you think about that? I think that it's always going to be the case that the best description of a video or photo that you're going to get is when the person puts it in. I think that the computer can be better trained than they are now to sort of try to figure out what's in a video or a picture. But really, the... Even, even if they sort of get the objects right, the emotion and the context and so on have to come from the person who's posting. And so I sort of suspect that um, if we could do a better job of just sort of reminding people when you post a, a picture to put in something that says what the picture is and what you want people to take away from it, that that would be the most effective way to get more accessible photographs and videos. That's great. Well, and then you get the person's intended intended message as well as opposed to what the computer might think that they're trying to put out there especially with little nuances like when they're trying to be sarcastic versus when they're really happy or upset about something i think that's absolutely right yep well thank you so much again for being on the nation's blind podcast jim we appreciate you being here you're welcome it was fun so we'll be right back in a couple minutes everybody coming to you from the beautiful city of baltimore this is the nation's blind podcast now wait a minute california is beautiful are you trying to take beautiful too well i mean yeah there has to be some east coast beauty (laughs) hey folks i just wanted to let you know that the nfb website at www.nfb.org is regularly updated with all of the latest information about what's going on with the National Federation of the Blind and Blindness and Blind People. So be sure to check it out. Just stop by every once in a while to see what's new on the web pi- website because we actually have a section on the homepage called What's New, and that has the very latest information that we have to offer. It's also got an upcoming events section so that you know everything that's about to happen in the National Federation of the Blind, from our accessibility boutiques that we have at the Jernigan Institute to the upcoming national convention, anything that you want to know that's coming up. And if you click on the publications link, you can read all of our great publications right there online, including our flagship publication, The Braille Monitor. And if you click on About the NFB, you can then click on our press room And you can go in and see all of our latest press releases about what we've been doing in the Federation to help blind people live the lives they want. And you can even actually subscribe so that you can get every press release emailed to you. So check out the website, drop by every once in a while, and enjoy surfing with the National Federation of the Blind. 
Well, thank you so much again to Jim Barber for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you for your opinions. That was awesome. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Always good to have a real tech expert, you know, weigh in on this stuff. Yeah. So again, if you guys want to chime in on anything that we talked about in the interview with Jim or the first segment that we talked about Facebook or Twitter or anything, just go ahead and send us an email at podcast at nfb.org or you can even tweet us at nfb underscore voice. All right. And 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 now the news, as they say, because uh, we do have some news from the NFB to share. So first of all, I don't know, Chris, have you have you heard of this little thing called National Convention? I mean, what, I don't know if you've what, heard of it. What's that? Is, <laughs> is there is there a convention coming up? Wow. I didn't know that. No, of course I knew that. <laughs> National Convention is happening this year in Orlando from June 30th to July 5th at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. And it's it's amazing. If you it's if you really, haven't been Wow. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one of the most empowering things that you'll ever be part of. I I tell you, you know, you hear people in the National Federation of the Blind say all the time convention changed my life. Um, and you and you hear it so much, but it really is true, folks. It it makes such a huge difference. the The atmosphere at convention is just really electric and fun. And if you've never been and you're thinking I don't want to go because it'll just be a bunch of boring speeches, no, it's not like that at all. So uh, please come. And it's a beautiful facility that we're at in Orlando. So in your spare time, which you won't have any of, <laughs> you know, you can go swim in all the different pools that they have. And, Eat all the re- at all the restaurants. Right. Um, they got a whole bunch of restaurants from, you know, really inexpensive stuff to, you know, like a really nice steak dinner and all this kind of stuff. So and of course, you will have, if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard John Bergeron talk all about that. So but anyway, it's it's just such an incredible uh, convention. So pre-registration is now open. Uh, If you go to our website, nfb.org, so you'll be able to find a link there all about pre-registration and room rates and how to book your hotel room. And also, if you are planning on being an exhibitor, there's information there for you, too. Absolutely. So definitely check out the homepage. And and always check out our homepage because folks may not realize we change the homepage a lot. Uh, well, maybe not a lot, but we, we, we change it enough so that people know what's currently going on. And there's lots of stuff on the homepage right now. So, uh, But, of course, with the convention coming up starting June 30th, that's a priority. So you definitely want to log in. And you're only ha- you only have till May 31st to pre-register. So, and, and I know May 31st seems like a long way away, but it's not. So go ahead and get that taken care of. So another thing, we've got a busy summer planned, Chris. Another thing that folks can check out on our website is about the World Blind Union assembly that's happening. Absolutely. The World Blind Union uh, and the, uh, okay, let me not forget the name here, the International Council on the Education of the Visually Impaired. Good job. Uh, yeah, have the have their joint general assembly, and the National Federation of the Blind is proud to be the host of the general assembly this year. It's the first WBU assembly that has ever been held in the United States since the organization was formed. So we're very excited to be hosting this. It will also be in Orlando uh, from August 18th through the 25th, and it will be at the Rosen Center. 
Yeah, you notice we keep using these Rosen hotels. We like those guys. We do. We do. Some, I, you know, I feel like I have distant memories of you know umbrellas and yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's kind of funny. So national convention this year is happening. And and you had said a little while ago that a lot of times people say that National Convention changed their lives. And I know for me, it's a big deal because 4th of July will be my one-year anniversary uh, working at the Federation. That is right. And, and uh, yeah. poor Danielle, we baptized her by fire last <laughs> year because we had her live tweeting the convention and she'd only just started. Um, so anyway, but, <laughs> but, but she okay. survived. It's cool because I get a sash. Yeah, right? exactly. You, you get the sash <laughs> and the crown. You're going to be you're going you're gonna to be the the princess or the goddess of the Federation. I like this co-hosting gig with you because I feel like <laughs> I'm getting all the power. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you had all the power anyway. Now it's just more obvious. <laughs> um, so what's going on with you guys? We also want to know any kind of news that you have to share with us. I know our affiliates are super busy trying to recruit new members and getting themselves ready for the spring conventions that are coming up. And also the fall convention season is going to happen before we know it. So again, you know, tweet us or send us an email and give us a shout out leave us a voicemail let us know what you're up to absolutely because again we want to have as much federation news as possible to feature on the podcast so let us know what's going on well chris i think uh i think that's a wrap what do you say i think gosh it went by fast didn't it it did so thank you all for listening and thank you for having me chris Oh, you are so welcome. I am delighted with this. We're, we're going to have a good time with this. Let us know what you think, folks, uh, about the podcast as well, as well as sharing news and comments on the issues we talk about with us. Just let us know what you think of the podcast. What would you like to hear about? What kind of uh, segments would you like for us to feature? How can we really make this uh, appointment listening for for everybody in the blind community. So uh, let us know and uh, podcast at uh, nfb.org or on Twitter at nfb underscore voice or on the voicemail 410-659-9314 extension 2444. And we really do want to hear from everybody. So let us know. And uh, thanks again, Danielle. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Engineer Will. Engineer Will's out there. He's being very quiet, but he's, he's always very good to us, and he puts his whole things together and makes us look good. So thanks, Will. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Nation's Blind Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, send an email to podcast at nfb.org or leave us a voicemail at 410-659-9314, extension 2444. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at NFB underscore voice. Check out the Nation's Blind Channel on YouTube and visit us on the web at NFB.org. Until next time, remember, you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back.